Good morning, everyone, and good afternoon to Mr. Marcel over there in Holland. Welcome to the Thursday, December 31st edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast, the final MMA OB Daily Podcast of 2020, the last show of the year, Marcel. First off, Marcel, Happy New Year's, man. I know it's a little bit early. It's about 4 o'clock there in uh, Netherlands right now, but I know you'll probably start uh, your partying a little bit uh, shortly after this podcast. So, Marcel, how's it going, man? And Welcome back to the show. Yeah, Happy New Year, Adam. Yeah, great, man. I mean... Uh... Got like 12 days off now, so it was last day at work today for me. So that was that's great. It's uh, awful weather outside, so I'm happy I'm inside right now and uh, looking forward to uh, talk some MMA with you last day of the year. Yeah, me too, man. And, uh, you know, I just want to say, like, I've had some really good feedback from people lately about you, Marcel, and, and I love having you on the show. So if you want Marcel on more, guys, just tell him. Tell him you, you, you want him back and tell me you want him back because – you know, I think we have good chemistry. And I, I, I want him on, you know, as much as we can. So just let Marcel know and show him some love. Marcel, uh, we got a lot to talk with today, man. I wanted to go through all the awards with you, and mm -hmm. I do want to get to that. But I think we should get to Ryzen first because it took place this morning. Now, before I get into the card, I just want to give you the floor for a minute here because I know you had some uh, thoughts about the whole thing on uh, the Mortal Kombat show the other day with the comments made by a certain journalist. I did touch on this with Cole the other day on the podcast, so I don't need to rehash my thoughts on it. But I really would like to get your thoughts more so on it because I felt like those guys were just, they really just uh, didn't appreciate the card at all and didn't appreciate the fighters, and it, it bothered me. So I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on, on those really just rude and disrespectful comments. Well, it's kind of weird to me, man. I mean, if you don't know anything about the card, just don't talk about the card. <laughs> I would say, uh, just say like... Uh, I haven't been uh, I haven't been into it. I haven't really watched it, so I don't know. They know Kyoji Horiguchi. I mean, they probably know Takanori Gomi. Uh, they could say like, "Yeah, looking forward to that one." If they don't look forward to that, they can say that as well. But it's kind of yeah. weird. Uh, kind of weird uh, talk was that, you know? And, uh, and also, man, that guy blocked my boy JHK. How dare you? I oh, mean, that that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and John John Hoko is is one of you know, I think the best like up and coming journalists and, and I don't think he made a, a, a wrong comment out of the line. No, not at all. Yeah. That was really disappointing. The, the whole way that was handled by both those guys, extremely disappointing. I'll tell you right now, dude, if I said that, I, I wouldn't expect to be doing the show tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like I would expect to be fired for my job. So I, I don't understand how people can just make these rude comments and, and quite frankly, racist comments in 2020, Marcel, and just ignore them and, and just block people when they try to critique you. That's that's really sad. So I, yeah. I want to give my thoughts. Just give you any more thoughts on this, Marcel? Before we yeah, it just didn't, make, just didn't make sense to me, man. It was yeah. unnecessary, you know? So um, It was super weird, dude. It was like, it was super weird. Like, he didn't need to bring it up. So I'm, I'm yeah. with you completely. But you know what? Like, listen, those guys, are they were jerks. They were straight up jerks. and Or one of them was anyways, I should say, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're not going to be like that. We we respect all the fighters here on this podcast. This is, again, why I love Marcel on, because he's like me. He loves the sport. Anyone who's watching this loves the sport. So let's get into Ryzen 26. And I should say, like, I wrote an article about this card. I like I didn't I didn't watch the card. I'll be completely honest. I only saw the main event, Marcel. I wasn't able to get up early enough, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, if I didn't know about the card and I didn't know the fights, I would have just not talked about them. You know what I mean? But I did actually do the research, even though I, I, I guarantee you I didn't make as much money for the article I did that those guys did for their podcast. I still did the research for myself. And uh, from what I saw, it was a pretty card. Again, I didn't see the card, guys. So if you did watch it this morning, please uh, you know send it in. 
I got to be honest, man. I used to stay up all night and watch the Pride Dream events and everything. I can't do it anymore. It's very difficult now. I, I mean, I'm only 32. I'm not super old by any means, but I have other things right now going on. So it's it's difficult. I did want to watch it. Um, but I did see the main event. I did see the Horiguchi fight. And I did pick him as a, a small favorite. He was only a minus 150 favorite, Marcel. Very small favorite. Picks up the first round knockout over Kai Asakura in the rematch. You know, a lot of people were talking about that the first fight, and uh, it, you know, it was a very big upset. I was very surprised that that happened last year, Marcel. And I know Horiguchi, he missed a whole year with some injuries and stuff, but to me, like, I, I still think he's one of the best flyweights in the world. I've thought that for a long time. I was still a little upset when he left the UFC a few years ago. I don't blame him for going to Ryzen. He's from Japan, obviously, he's got his family there. It makes sense, they're probably playing him really well. But this is a top three flyweight in the world. And I think a fight with Figueroa would be a lot of fun. But I just want to hear your fights, uh, thoughts on this fight with Asakura this morning where he knocked him out. If, if I think about Huriguchi, I also have to think about putting him in a fight against Ali Bagarotinov on the preliminary card with a main card that wasn't even great back then in the UFC. So that uh, kind of makes me cr crazy if I think about it. But uh, yeah, I also only saw the main event. So uh, I was just in time home to see that i gotta say man i'm, I'm pretty disappointed in rising with their broadcast deal of uh for for non-japanese viewers i mean i was pretty happy with fight tv it, it cost like 20 dollars, i think for the new year's eve but it was quality fights man and i really liked it i i i, I bought it last year you know wouldn't buy it this year it's the same because it's not on fight tv anymore and on the same same way i had to work to uh, earlier this morning so i could i couldn't watch it so um yeah i think it was it was a the fight i saw the main event i think very well done by kyoji Origuchi. Uh, after a pretty severe injury comes back uh take takes back the title he vacated he lost to asakura the first time so uh yeah very very well done by him and I've always been a Horiguchi fan, man. Guy yeah. is good, very solid. I remember when he when he fought uh, DJ for, for the belt, he actually said before, like, I'm not ready for this, but I will go, I will try to do it. And uh, I think he has improved so much, man. It's, it's such a, sh a shame he left the UFC. And um, on the other hand, good for him. He's making his name in Ryzen. He also won in Bellator against, yeah. uh, against Darian Caldwell as well. So... Um, yeah, what can I say, man? He's a good fighter. Um, I, In the back of my mind, I still hope maybe he can return to the UFC and do some work over there. But uh, he's at Ryzen now. Probably maybe we'll go back. Maybe we'll, we'll fight for Bellator again. Who knows? You know, you never know. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's great. I mean, I'm just looking at his record right now in the UFC. Like, it, or Actually, no, let me pull it up here really fast here. I don't want to have the page open too long, but I do want to look at his record with you just because it's it, it's phenomenal. Look at it. Hey, look! Yeah. Hey, look at this. Before he left uh, the UFC, so uh, he was, you know, pretty highly touted prospect coming in because he had some nice wins. Like Ian Loveland was a UFC veteran before he, when he beat him. Gets mm -hmm. the UFC, knocks out Dustin Pig. That was the um, Kane and JDS card. That was the first one he fought. The trilogy between those two yeah. guys. This one, and then he picks off what three wins? Fights DJ. Um, that fight was a blowout. It was in Montreal. It was a terrible fight. He won by submission or lost by submission in the last second. After that, look at this, Marcel. He won three fights and they cut him. They let him go. Like, or they didn't mm. cut him. They didn't resign him, I should say. I yeah. don't think they like cut him necessarily. Look at this yeah. since he left. 10 and 1. 10 and 1, champion in Ryzen. He was a champion in Bellator, and I believe he vacated his title because um basically he didn't feel like he was a legit champion. That's like this is a very traditional martial artist. Like he's a very uh, respected, respectful guy. When he lost in that non-title fight to Oscar, he was like, I gotta vacate this belt too. So I have a lot of respect for him, man. I really like Horiguchi, bro. 
I'd love to see him fight Figueredo. Imagine that fight. That that right now is actually well, besides Moreno, because Moreno should get that rematch, no doubt. Besides Moreno, Marcel, is that the best fight they can make at flyweight right now in the in the world? I definitely think, but can he still make 125? You think because uh, no, 135 bend and weight, right? And and rising. So yep. if yep. he can, I'd love to see him, man. He he's always been mu- mu- must watch TV for me in the UFC when he was. He um I really liked him. I thought indeed that the DJ fight was a little bit too early back then. Yep. But uh I mean, if you see what he did after what after the UFC, uh after he went gone from the UFC, like you said. I mean, he only lost to Asakura, and yeah. uh, he avenged that loss today. So, yeah. pretty much amazing, amazing yeah. performance as well. Well done, and uh, yeah, let's see what's happening with him. And I, I really hope he maybe comes back to the UFC. But uh, I don't know what the UFC wants to pay him. You know, that's a big yeah. problem. With uh, definitely now his his star is rising. You know, literally yeah. rising Bellator champion. So uh, yeah, I heard he, I heard he's getting paid well there too, from what I've heard. I don't yeah. know if they released salaries, but I remember when he signed, they said it was like a lucrative deal. So, you know, and especially with sponsorships and stuff, like he's fighting close to his family too. So it makes sense for him to stay there. But truthfully, this is me being ignorant right now. I don't really know the other contenders in this division. Cape was the guy, obviously, but he's in the UFC now. I'd love to yeah. see Horiguchi join Cape in the UFC. And quite frankly, Asakura too. But that's me being a selfish UFC North American fan. You know what I mean? The, the, the fans in Japan are like, keep him here. We love him. I, like again, I don't want to go through the whole card because we didn't see it, but I, I did uh, hear about the tension fight. He won a decision in a kickboxing bout. It wasn't an MMA fight though. Mm. Um, uh, Takenori Gomi, he also won his fight by majority decision. I don't know again if that was an MMA fight. I think it was a special rules fight it was or something. An exhibition fight only standing. Yeah, exactly. Because he's got no ground game, as we know. Uh, Kai Asakura's brother actually did knock out uh, Satoshi Yamusu. In, on the main card, so that was a, a nice win. Those Asakura brothers are both beasts, man. And then the other fight that was worth mentioning is uh, Ayaki, Ayaka Hamasaki defeated uh, Miyu Yamamoto. So, okay, this is me. Okay, this was me a few years ago. I could have been an ignorant guy like those guys on that podcast, but I wasn't. I actually went and read about these fighters. I knew Hamasaki because I've, I've seen her in Invicta, and I know that she fought Ham a few times. I'll be honest. I didn't really know who Yamamoto was, which makes me sad because I should have known that. I didn't realize she was Kitty Yamamoto's brother. I should have clued in Marcel. But not only that, you know, she's 46 years old. And yeah. apparently she lives in Toronto where I live. And she coaches wrestling at York University, which I, when I read that, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, how did I not know this stuff? So there's so much MMA going on around the world. It's so hard to keep in, in track with everything. But, you know, in this case, uh, Hamasaki, yeah, she's 38. When I saw it, when I was reading Hamasaki, I'm like, whoa, she's 38. I can't believe that. Then I see the other woman's 46 myself. <laughs> I go, no way she's going to win. And she gets submitted with a head and scissors choke in the first round. So um, Hamasaki, she's 105 pounds, if I'm not mistaken, right? So don't, yeah. think she, don't think she'd ever come to the UFC. But maybe she goes back to Invicta, Marcel, uh, fights a little bit. Because she had a nice run there. Like, she beat Dinu Frey twice, actually. Uh, Berica Tiburcio uh, was the champion there. I, I mean – why does UFC not just add at the weight division? I mean, I, I'm l- listen, man. No disrespect to the 145ers, but who, who's interested in the 145ers in the UFC? I mean, I know uh, there's not even a ranking over there for for the five fighters they have on on the roster for 145. So, yeah. I mean, if if Nunez defeats Anderson, it's done. It's pretty much done. So. <laughs> I don't know what, what, what they want to do, but I, I love to see one of one 105 men. I mean, you got also in the UFC, you got Watterson who would 
maybe finally can get to her normal actual weight where she's strong. Uh, Loma Lokbunme would be perfect for that division. I mean, uh, Zapitala, the Invicta champion, would be perfect add to that. So, and, and like you said, Hamasaki and even Sohi Ham. And Sohi Ham, in my opinion, got robbed twice in the UFC in the last two fights. So, yeah. I mean, would be perfect. Why not? Uh, there is interest for that. And I think it's, it's much more competitive than the 145 division the UFC has now. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually did, like I was talking about the article I did the other day and uh, I went through all the divisions and like basically picked out unranked fighters from every division. I couldn't do it for 145 because there was no one to be, there was no one in the rankings. Yeah. Um, but I did actually pick Luke Boonmi at 115. I think she was my fighter to watch for. I, I love her. So, you know, I think she'd be great at 105. You're right. Um, Watterson, obviously. You know, I'm not going to go and, uh, bang on this drum for 105 because the truth tr truthfully like i don't know if mma fan, ufc fans will like it because of the lack of finishes normally so i don't know if they'll want to watch that division like it took a while for them to get into flyweight right but you, you, yeah i'd rather watch it than 145 go ahead yeah you know what it is adam i always got the 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 thing with is, is it, oh man what, what the fuck's going on what happened <laughs> yeah what, um the thing is uh many fans like uh, it's not selling or it's not it's not good but i'm like put it on a card that sells you know put it on mm -hmm. a card with fighters that uh, will get the views uh and and give these girls or whatever guys at flyweight give give them the respect they deserve you know i mean if you think a fight doesn't sell but it's a good style matchup a high quality fight why not put it on with a fight you know will sell? You know, yeah. you you got you got for example you you got some uh, guys like uh, uh, Nico Price will always draw views because he's an entertaining guy to watch. Um, Tim Means, for example, in that same division, you got the the, the, Mike, the Mike Perry's those kind of guys. The welterweights will always will will bring the heat. You know, you can put them on a card, and you can put a fight what's stylistically beautiful to watch, but not for the casual fan on that same card. You know, and then it will still get the views because the people will want to watch that fight. Or you got these people who are gonna like uh, that fight will be around hmm, 9 p.m. Um, I'm gonna uh, go five minutes before 9 p.m. I'm gonna check it and then I'm gonna watch it. You know, but many people will just put it on and watch it. You know, I think so. Yeah. That 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 it's a solution. I that's my opinion. But yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I said, I'd, I'd rather watch 105 and 145, which I just don't think is a competitive division. And I understand why they brought it in because they had Cyborg, they had Nunez, they had those big fights. I don't think it's necessary now. I'm um, just, you know, looking at the rest of the card. I mean, there's there's a few other guys who are notable fighters like Alka Sasaki, former UFC fighter. He won his fight. Minawa actually got injured and lost his fight. Minawa man. Uh, Hideko Nakora won his fight. Naoki you in UA won one uh one uh his fight too. Um the, those what, two he also, was in the UFC for a while. What the hell happened Sa to him? Sasaki and Inoue are also those also two horrible cuts, on yes, the, honestly. Yes. I mean, in a way, did, didn't he lost to Schnell in a split decision? I'm looking at yeah, he lost he beat this guy, uh, Carl John to Thomas, and then he lost yeah. a split to Mac Nell and got released. He lost to Sean Shorty Rock Chantella in CFFC, yeah. and since then won four, but he's only like 23 years old, so that was a I, very I, weird cut. I honestly, I think I scored a fight for Inoue against Schnell. I'm going. I'm going to. Can you check MMA decisions? I can. Yeah, let me do yeah, it. I, I, I want to see what. Maybe I. Uh, I'm not on there. I only do MMA decisions since earlier this year. So, uh, but I want to see what other people did. Sure, let me pull it up here. Was it Schnell, right? Nice yeah. Schnell. One sec. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't think my score will be here either. Um, let's see. Here. Let me 
Schnell defeats anyway. Let's see what people that, said. It was early uh, morning cards for you guys, so maybe not many. Scores. Yeah, that was the Cowboy and Edwards card. I think I did watch it live, but yeah, I'm just looking at Mars. It was split. It was really just split down the, yeah. down the middle, basically. I just want to get this card from Kevin. He says, Happy New Year's, guys. Welcome back, Marcel. Yeah, man. Big man, Marcel. Mr. Marcel Dorf Thanks, joining man. me again on the podcast today, and we love having Marcel on to uh, give his thoughts on mixed martial arts. So anything else with the Ryzen, or you want to move on now? No, I, I can't say too much about it because I only saw the main event. I know who fought. I know the, the results, but uh, I, I can't say too much because I haven't seen it, man. Yeah, I mean, the time is just different for, for both of us. Yeah. I mean, you're in Netherlands. I'm in Canada. It's, it's just different. Okay. I think it's a good time now to get to the awards, and then we'll do news and fight announcements after, Marcel. We'll go to your page after, too. But let's start with news, and just quickly, I want to uh, pull this off. And I won't leave this on the, the screen when we're talking about it, but I do want to pull it up here. So I did an article for MMARatings.net. It's my 2020 year in review. And I went down through all my uh, picks for a bunch of different awards. There was 10 different awards in this article. So it would be cool to go through it with Marcel here. And we'll start with um, Male Fighter of the Year, Marcel. It's a no-brainer for me. Listen, I, I, I don't want us necessarily to have the same picks, but they will. there will be some picks that we have the same. I'm not sure who you're picking here, but I have to go with Davis and Figueredo. For me, it came down to Figgy and to Kevin Holland. I love Kevin Holland. I think I'm Kevin Holland's biggest stand. Like, I really do. But he didn't really fight any, like, highly ranked competition for the most part, whereas Figueroa was fighting elite guys. He beat Joseph Benavides twice. He beat Alex Perez. He beat Brandon Moreno. That's a fighter of the year right there, Marcel. So, in my opinion, he's easily the male fighter of the year. And overall, he's the fighter of the year, too. What do you think? Oh, man, that's great because I had the exact same explanation why I had Davis and Figueredo as well. Oh, you picked them too, okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, for me, Kevin Holland would have been second as well. And the the, the, the sucky thing is Gilbert Burns could have been oh, yes. a male fighter of the year, but he didn't fought against Usman because of, uh, because of yeah, they, they, they pushed that fight back, you know, and it's still not done. So, um, yeah, he could have been that, that fighter of the year, but it's Figueredo. And like you said, for me, a, a big thing is competition. Uh, the, the competition quality he fought is much higher than Kevin Holland. And there's no disrespect to Kevin Holland, but the best guy Kevin Holland fought was Jacare. And uh, Jacare wasn't even ranked right now. He, he was ranked, but he, he's been taken out of the rankings because he was too light heavyweight. But uh, that is Kevin Holland's best win, and Figueredo's best wins are against benefitas twice yep. moreno and uh perez and yep. i rank perez and moreno very high as well just like benefitas obviously so uh yeah that's that's why figurado is also, also my pick for uh fighter of the male fighter of the year and yeah. also let me compliment you on the picture you've chosen for female fighter of the year it's a beautiful picture you see it eh? yeah yeah <laughs> actually i didn't i didn't choose that my editor michael did so i'll mm. give him credit on that but yeah you know for female fighter of the year I went with Valentina Shevchenko. You know, everyone's picking Amanda Nunes, but I, I, I feel like Val Valentina is a step ahead because she fought twice. Amanda fought once. Vili Zhang fought once. And Vili Zhang's fight was incredible, but she fought once. Valentina fought twice. She beat Chukagian. She beat Jennifer Maya. You know, I, I don't think it was a strong field this year necessarily, but I would go with a little bit with Shevchenko compared to the other ones. What do you think? So I had actually more fighters on my list for this and there were no champions actually oh nice. so uh, i went with uh, i had like three choices and it could have been or uh lauren murphy who did very well this year i didn't pick her by the way uh yan shonan the chinese yep. fighter. i really like her i really uh, like her man yeah she's great as well but i also didn't pick her i went i went with mackenzie Dern, man 
Oh, nice I pick. Think, you. Great pick, yeah. Yeah, I think Mackenzie Dern has done so well uh, after her loss against Amanda Hebas. Uh, her striking is getting better as well, in my opinion. Yeah, her BJJ is amazing. You know, we all know that. And uh, she did very well, man. And uh, she picked up, I think, three wins. She picked up wins against uh, Verna Jandiroba, yep. Randa Marcos finish, and Hannah Seifers finish. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm went with Mackenzie Duran. That's a great pick. I'm, I'm huge on Mackenzie Duran. Extremely high on her. Like, I know Cole is too when he does the podcast with me. I love Mackenzie, man. Been a, been a fan of her for, since before she was in the UFC, when she was in Legacy, when she was just grappling. So I really like her a lot. And I think that's a really good pick, Marcel. I want to get Kevin's comment here. He said, I was looking at Gaethje's UFC career and noticed something. He has eight fights. Other than Khabib, who retired afterwards, Poirier's the only guy to win his next fight after Gaethje. Gaethje steals souls and Poirier is so underrated criminal. I agree with both these comments. I'm pretty sure you do too. <laughs> All Not right. Knock out a year. Listen, like, there's a lot you could pick, but I still got to go with Buckley because I've never seen that before. That's why I'm picking it. I've never seen a guy in MMA catch a kick, spin around, and, and land a spinning hook kick. Not only that, I got to be completely honest. I was so high on Kasangane. I was convinced he would win that fight after seeing him on Kateri's here. He's like, this, I'm still high on him, Kasangane. I think he's a good fighter. I was really shocked when Buckley landed that kick and knocked him out. So that's going to be my pick. And I know that it's an easy pick and everyone's picking that, but because I've never seen it before, that's why I'm picking it. So what do you think? Yeah, same. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, mean I, I, I listen, man, it was a beautiful knockout, but I absolutely hated it because it was against Empa. And Empa yeah. is such a nice dude, man. Couldn't be, couldn't be a nicer guy. And uh, even after the fight, he's like, uh, man, amazing job. Uh, great to share the cage with you. I mean, who, who would have said that, you know, after getting knocked out like that? That was a highlight reel knockout we're going to see for years from now on. And, uh, 100% that one, man. It's, it's, it was a beautiful knockout. It was a great performance by Buckley. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, with uh, Buckley on this one. Oh, I'm going to pull it up here. I want to watch it again. <laughs> I want to watch it. Let me see if I can get it. I got to find a GIF of it. Unless you have a GIF somewhere hiding. I think I got one here. I think I found one. I found one. Let's watch this. All right, let me pull it up here. I mean, it was so good. Like, I mean, I've never seen it before, right? That's why I'm picking it. You know, and again, it's, it's an easy pick. Can we see it? Yeah. Right here, Woo! Uh, you, Woo! you know, you know what makes even more beautiful that he didn't follow up on anything. That's why you know what I respect him. Like you know, and I'll be, I'll be honest. Like I'm a huge fan of Dan Henderson, but when he when he didn't, uh, you know, when he followed up on Bisping and that unnecessary shot, and I understand bad blood. I don't like yeah. seeing that stuff, man. That Me was neither. such a great knockout. Like I understand, dude. I get it. It's a sport where guys literally, like your job is to beat the shit yeah. out of the other guy. I get it. But you got to have some respect because it is martial arts, right? It's comparable to Askren Masvidal, you know? Yes, that was so unnecessary too. And I understand you didn't yeah. like him, but it just didn't mm -hmm. need to happen, you know? Yeah. I like those guys that will stop that last punch before the ref jumps in when it's, you yeah. know, a guy gets KO'd. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of examples of that. Anyways, okay. Uh, submission of the year. You know, there's some good ones. I don't think it's good as last year. By the way, I, I was talking about the World MMA Awards with, with uh, Tom on Monday. How did Match Snell or um, – What's his name? Uh, Bryce Mitchell's submission not win last year. I don't. I don't understand. But anyways, as far as this fight goes, uh, this year goes. I, I went with Habib and and, uh, and Gaethje because of the significance. Because it was a main event. Because it was a title fight. Because quite frankly, we've never seen Gaethje get dominated like that in the match. Um, and we knew Habib had a ground game. Obviously, we've seen it throughout the years. But the way he transitioned to that submission was unbelievable with that triangle choke. Went for armbar to triangle, and that's another thing I want to bring up. He said 
I didn't want to break his arm because his family was there, so I switched to a triangle and choked him out instead. That's the submission of the year for me, Marcel. What do you think? Yeah, that's a was a beautiful submission. Great performance. I pick a really odd one, and that's sure, because that's we didn't we didn't saw see this many times. CFFC ninety one. Uh, we had Jose Perez uh, submitting Jacob Durman via a banana split submission. That's a great uh, pick, dude. That's an awesome pick. That, that happened what last month, I think. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't see the event live, but for, well, first off, CFFC is a is a great promotion for regional MMA in uh, the Eastern United States. I, I know, I know the submission. I, years ago in the UFC, Alan Belcher almost pulled it off on Rusamar Paul Harris when they fought. He ended up knocking him out on the ground. Paul Harris, <laughs> that guy's a funny guy. But I've seen that's the really the one time I've, I've seen a guy attempt it. But I never seen him finish it. So I, that's an amazing pick, Marcel. Great pick. And you know what? Yes, I am picking a lot of UFC stuff. But let's be completely fair to me. There wasn't that many other events going on this year. And and Marcel is a you know huge fight connoisseur. Um, you know he's he's always watching these fights around the world. So I, I think that it's great to have him on give some picks like that off the board. Fight of the year, Marcel. This is a no brainer. It's it's Zhang and Yuan. I mean, there's just like there's yes, there's some other good fights. Dan Hooker and, and Poirier was incredible, and um, Figueredo Moreno was amazing. There's a lot of good fights. Actually, I want to plug another article. I didn't I didn't post it yet, but MMAOzbreaker.com. I'm going to post it today later on. The ten most overlooked fights of the year. So I went through every card again. <laughs> I've been doing this like the last two weeks. Every card, no main events, no title fights, nothing that won fight of the night. Just ten underrated fights of the year. Can so I give one? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Let's see if I was on the list. Yeah. It might have been. What was Spike it? Carlisle against Billy It was on my Cameron. list. It was number three in the list. 100%, man. I mean, how do you not give that one fight of the night? It was, dude, it was an insane fight. It was the Quarantilla fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was an insane fight. It was on my list. Did, is there any more you had, by the way, actually? Um, I, Ooh, I don't want no, to spoil that list, but think. was there any more you had? There, there was one, but I, I, there was on the Kelleher against... Uh, uh, Azure? What's this? Azure, uh, yeah. What's no, that? because it won, it won fight of the night, so my rule was that, no fight of the night. There was another one on that card that could have been fight of the night that they did that didn't get it. Oh, was uh, it uh, – okay, hold on. Let me, let me pull it up here. Yeah, yeah. Because I went through every card, and I, I did look at all the fights. But, again, I want to have some rules because if I just – I would have just picked all the fight of the nights. Uh, the fight – you're saying on that same card with uh, – which card again, Marcel? The one with Azure? Oh, the okay. Azure Keller uh, card. Yeah, that one fight of the night. What was the other good fight in that card? I don't know. I mean, there was a. Morales. Oh, there was, uh, I think, Morales Benitez. Yeah, yeah. That was another one that was. I was thinking about it, but I didn't put it on. But yeah, okay. um, here's some other ones. Actually, you brought it up. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going off on a tangent here because actually, you know what? Before I get into the top 10 overlooked, what was your fight of the year? I want to just, I want to get your uh, pick on it first. Same JJ against. I, I, uh, I mean, five rounds of crazy low kicks, punches. It went on. I mean, if you had another five-minute five, five minute round, they probably would have gone for another five minutes. It was a yep. crazy pace, amazing fight. By far the best women fight I ever saw, and yep. that's not even over overreacting to anything or recency bias. That really was the best fight I saw. Quality-wise, the best, the champion against one of the best. I mean, the current champion, Zhang, against... Basically, the, still for me, the strawweight greatest of all time so far in the UFC, Joanna. She, nobody, listen, she is not the greatest at this moment, but nobody has surpassed her legacy so far, in my opinion, at strawweight in the UFC. So that was amazing high-quality fight. And uh, 100%, man, that, that's yeah, the no, fight of the year. 
I agree completely. I'm just, I've actually, I just searched up my old tweets just to see what people were saying. I'll, I, I want to put this one up here. Might as well throw it up. All right, share screen, Twitter. Jang versus Joanna was like Hendo versus Shogun or Jones versus Gus. Amazing five-round back-and-forth wars where you have no idea who's going to win the fight. I thought it was an amazing fight. I did actually think that uh, the decision was correct. I did actually score for Zhang. Very, very <laughs> close, but the damage she did to the face of Joanna, you have to take that into account. So I think that they got the decision right. It was amazing. I actually remember watching it myself. My girlfriend was with, with me. It was one of those pay-per-views that was really late. She, she was like, I really want to watch Adesanya fight Romero. And she actually ended up falling asleep for, before that fight which I don't think she missed anything because that fight was garbage, but she watched yeah. this one. She's like, holy crap. This fight was amazing. It was an yeah. amazing fight. And it, sure. It's a no-brainer. But yeah, just getting back to the uh, the overlooked fights. I, again, the article's going to come out in a couple hours on Odds Breaker. Daniel Edwards says, Carla walking for the belt. <laughs> oh yeah, in the first round. <laughs> he turns his back, he almost gets knocked out. Don't do that, guys. If you're going to fight, don't do that. Okay. Um, actually, okay. So I just did it chronologically because I... I don't know. It's hard to rank them. There's so many good fights, but so actually there weren't, there weren't that many that were on the list from like early before pand the COVID-19 pandemic. Most of them were May on. The, the first one was from UFC 249. It's a guy you brought up earlier in this card, Marcel. It wasn't fight of the night. It wasn't a main event. Uh, Vicente Luque versus Nico Price 2. That fight was just a fucking war. And uh, Nico, like you said, Nico Price could lose five straight fights and I think they would keep on the roster. This guy's a nutcase. Remember that picture? Yeah. I got to pull the picture up. I got to pull up. Marcel, like, that was a great fight, right? Yeah, 100%. That, that he was like, uh, that, uh, that, that, uh, where he was like that, making that weird face. Yeah, I'm going to do it right there. now. I'm going to pull it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was so good. Like, the guy is like, I love him. I love this guy. Look at this face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what a beating truck, but yeah, I love the dude, man. He's he's yeah. unbelievable. Um do you do you have Kay oh, Hansen against Corey McKenna on that list? I no, 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 I thought you like Ray more so. I thought that was a more like don't get me wrong, McKenna was a decent fight. I thought the decision was terrible, by the way. I thought that yeah, <laughs> I was like 327, that's crazy. Um yeah, I, the 3027 for yeah, Hansen. Round, right? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't on my list. I thought about Frey and Hansen because I thought that was a good fight. And I remember doing the article after where that dude spent he, he bet like twenty grand on her or something, and I was like, "This yeah. guy's nutcase. Who's betting that much on Key Hansen?" And he goes and wins his bet. And I remember that picture from the uh, uh, the airport, which was pretty cool. Um, Edward says we all fell asleep during y'all. Is that fight was? I'm not. Can you, can, Worst can fight you, of the year that might be there. Go ahead. Can, can you imagine that fight was at uh, six thirty seven a.m. over oh here? Oh my and... god, that was fight. It was so frustrating, eh? Like. Yeah. Uh, and who who would have ever thought that was going to be Yoel's fight last fight in the UFC? That I would have never predicted that. You know, yeah, it was a, it was just a horrible fight. Um, some other ones on my list, Marcel. This was a great fight too. And this is why I love having you on, man, because you're going to know these ones. And I, again, guys, I know we're kind of deviating from the from the year in review, but that's okay. It's good to have a little break here. Um, Nate Landwar versus Darren Elkins. That was yeah. the next one. How good who, was that? Good. How did you score that one? Because I want to know because I scored that one different. Um, I had it for uh land war 29 28. You had, had it for Elkins, I had 29 28 for Elkins, yeah, yeah. It was despite, super, despite super the fight. despite it was the cuts and stuff. That's yeah. the damage. That, that, that's that's I know, I know. Sucky thing the for, <laughs> that's the sucky thing for Darren, man. He always bleeds in every fight, and yeah. if he is in a tough fight, he he's he not, he not gonna get the decision often, I think. But it was close. I didn't have any problem with the 29 28 lap wear, but I think there was also a 30 27 score. Which yeah, that was some weird scorecards, but it was a great fight. And if you haven't seen that one, go back yeah. and watch it. 
Daniel says, that's so typical. I mean, give us the best and worst fights ever. 100%, dude. We literally had the best and worst fight back-to-back. That's MMA right there for you. Nutshell. nutshell. I got to get this comment. This is hilarious. He says, Kevin says, I can tell your fiance doesn't watch the podcast because based on my sisters, she would not be happy if you call her your girlfriend. <laughs> to be fair, she was just my girlfriend uh, during that fight. But, yeah, she is my fiance now. I probably should start getting used to that. It's still weird to me, dude. I'm going to be a dad <laughs> and a husband within the next year or two. This is crazy to me, Marcel. As a guy who just like loves MMA and just a super chill dude, for this to all be happening at once is pretty nuts, man. But I, I'm embracing it. <laughs> Next on the list was Quarantillo and Carlisle. I just said like the ground game, the pace was sick. Next up, uh, Devin Clark versus Alonzo Menafield. This was such a good fight. People didn't talk about this fight. If you like clinch work up like against the fence, this would be a fight to watch, and it was exciting. So to me, that was going to be a fight that I had on my list. Uh, Brendan Allen versus Kyle Dawkins, another great fight, uh, absolute war. It wasn't fight of the night because there was another crazy fight on that same card. What, what card is that? There was another insane fight on the same card. Um, oh, Poirier Hooker. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, you're screwed. You're not going to win your 50K. Um, let's go through the, the rest of them, Marcel, to get your thoughts. Uh, Tim Elliott versus Ryan Benoit. That was another great fight with a very questionable decision. I don't know if Elliott should have won that fight. Another great fight. This was a beating, but it was a great fight to watch. Uh, Casey Kenny versus Haile Alatang. Obviously, the fight with Dan wouldn't be on here, but it won fight of the night, so it wouldn't be on the list. Um, the fight with John Castaneda was actually another really good fight, too, from uh, Nathaniel Wood. He's just an exciting guy. Both these guys, I love them both. But, yeah, the Alatang fight, I mean, that dude, like, I don't – like, did he have a body armor on or something? Like, I don't understand he got kicked in the body that much and didn't get KO'd. Um, another one that you're going to like this one, Marcel. I mentioned this one. Tajir Ulenbekov versus Bruno Silva. That yeah. fight was so good. It was very good, indeed. Yeah. And, and it was a curtain jerker, so no one really talked about that much. Um, but it was a great fight. Another fight. I love this fight. It's, it's, it wasn't his – actually, he was on – I did a list of the most – like, the best unranked guys heading into next year. And Sean Strickland was at the top of my list. I don't know how he's not ranked in the top 15. I'm very high on Sean Strickland. The fight with Jack Marshman, where he's talking to him and talking shit during the fight. How good was that fight, Marcel? <laughs> yeah, that was very funny indeed, man. And, and by the way, we got to give a huge uh, props to Sean Strickland, man, how he came back. Uh, that, that last fight he won against Brandon Allen. I mean, Brandon Allen is good, man. I mean, uh, he is a really good talent from uh, from Rufus Sport. He is now at Sanford, I think, yep. uh, for, for his last camp. But he's really good, man. I'm also really high on Brandon Allen. So the Strickland... Strickland has always been like uh, he is against the top fifteen, but just not. And then he has he, he had actually he had an accident, right? A yeah, bad he accident. Did. He was out for two years with a um, after a motorcycle accident where basically yeah. destroyed his knees. Um, the fact he's come back is incredible. I've always been really high on him. I also really like him at one eighty five instead of one seventy. It's just further proof you don't need to cut a ton of weight to be good in this game. Um, this guy just has good skills. His boxing is like some of the best in the division. Uh, and his ground game is really underrated, so I, I'm super high on this dude, man. It's very entertaining to watch. His only not entertaining fight I can remember was against Tom Breeze at UFC 199. That fight was That's, so bad. That, that, it was such a that, bad fight. That and fight he, was the only fight that sucked on that card. I mean, he's had some bad fights. The fight with Usman on the DC and Johnson card, that fight yeah. was bad too. So he's had some bad fights, but he's a pretty exciting guy in general, and Daniel Edwards is fair play. I mean, who has a good fight against Usman? No one does really. No one looks yeah. good against him, you know? Um, oh, except for Covington. I was at that fight. That was a crazy slugfest. Crazy. Mm. Because he couldn't take him down, so they had to stay standing. Um, last on the list in my top 10 was Parker Porter versus Josh Parisian. Uh, we got to give a shout out to the big boys, Marcel. Me and Marcel are the heavyweights here, and we got to give a shout out to the other heavyweights. <laughs> that fight was crazy. I, first off, I was surprised that uh, Porter actually won that fight. I thought Parisian would win. 
the fact that it went 15 minutes, it was crazy. Here's the other thing. It didn't win fight of the night because you know why? Dana White was watching the Mike Tyson fight at the same time. That's why it didn't win fight of the night. <laughs> I'm serious. He said he was on his other computer. Okay. I, I, I didn't even know, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, th that that card had some some odd uh, winners, I think. I, I went three and eight picking that one. So I remember yeah. that it was like, I got that whole main card wrong, and I think for the for the last event, I also got the whole main card wrong. So what am I even doing here? You know, it's tough, man. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Dude, we, we try our best. You know what I mean with the picks. Like I, we put our research in. Like, listen, me and Marcel live and breathe the sport. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, but at the end of the day, like you can do as much research as you want, Marcel. It's up to the two competitors in the cage to decide on the outcome of the fight. That's what it comes yeah. down to. And as far as that last card, I, I, that fight was one of my worst cards of the year. Let's move on from it. And just a really, really quick, some honorable mentions I had. I had uh, Andre Feely, Charles Jordan, uh, Davy Grant, and Martin Day, which was a great fight, a great mm -hmm. knockout in the third round. Uh, Shogun versus uh, Little Nog 3. That was a really good fight. Ed Herman versus Mike Rodriguez. The controversy aside, that was a really interesting fight to watch. And then uh, Alex Moreau versus Reese McKee was actually pretty uh, entertaining too. So that, that would, those would be my overlooked fights. And again, you know, this article is going to come out today, but just wanted to go through it with Marcel. Uh, get his thoughts on that. Um, just getting back to the awards. We'll go for a few more minutes here on the awards. Uh, I went for event of the year. I actually went with UFC 249. Um, I'm going to pull up this card because this card was just, it was so good. Like it was just, it, it was the first card back. That's why I think it's also a little bit special because, you know, we didn't really know what was going to happen. This is the first card back from COVID. Uh, Jockery tests positive the day before. We have no idea if this card's going to get shut down or not. Look at this card, Marcel. This card is incredible. Like, look at the names on this card. And I remember when they announced this card, I was like, holy fuck, this card's crazy. Like, like look at the prelims. Like, you have, like, former champions all over the card. Like, three or four former champs on the prelims. It's, for me, this was a fight, uh, the event of the year. What was yours? Yeah, amazing card. Too bad, man, for Keith Peterson that he smoked so much, man, before the cruise <laughs> fight. I mean, I feel that so bad for That was a good stoppage, Cruz. in my opinion, <laughs> yeah, by the way. I, I agree, but yeah, me too, uh, 100%. I was just kidding, obviously. What was um, your pick? Uh, 256, man. Uh, oh, recency yeah. bias, maybe. I don't know. But I love that card. Uh, that was amazing. Oh, I yes. think... Uh, yeah, look at it, man. I mean, the main card, 100% delivered. Uh, the prelims deliver. It was a great card overall. I really enjoyed the card. So uh, that 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 was my card of the year. Pretty pretty weird that this is the last pay per view of the year, but that was mine. No, it's a great pick. I mean, like this card was like if you're looking back, I look at the finishes and even the fights that went to decision were exciting to watch, right? So a, a great pick there from you, Marcel. Um, breakthrough fight of the year. I, I feel like this was kind of a no brainer. I, I went with Kamzat. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I I didn't really know too. I obviously I know. I'm pretty sure you were familiar with him before he came to the UFC. I didn't really know, but I don't really watch Brave, I'll be honest. But the week before he got uh, came to the UFC, I, I looked through the through the card, and I watched tape on him, his highlight reel. And that fight where he got the submission on the guy at the rear naked choke and spits his mouthpiece out, I was like, damn, I'm, I love this guy. I love this guy. And now we know how good he is. So he's my breakthrough fighter. Comes to the UFC, three wins in like two months. Sets the record, two wins in 10 days. What's your pick? If you would ask debut of the year, I would have gone with Yeri, by the way, but uh, oh, great pick, fighter. great yeah, pick, break Yeri versus Volcan, yeah. But breakthrough fighter of the year got to be Chimaev, right? So uh, yeah. I agree with that one. I mean, um, I remember when I saw like uh, uh, John Phillips was supposed to fight. Who, who was he supposed to fight again on Fight Island before? Uh, Chuck. Um, was it the Korean guy? Uh, 
guy who just fought in good. The, the yeah. guy that just looked like Kamzat when he beat him. Yeah. That other <laughs> Kamzat Jr. No, he was supposed to fight. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Dusko Todorovic. Oh, Todorovic. Yeah, uh, he would have got I his ass kicked in that fight yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is a this is an awful fight for him. Yeah. And then he got Chimaev, and I was like, this is even worse probably yeah. because yeah. I, I know what Chimaev can do. So I was like. I don't know, and and I saw like the odds, and I think Chimaev was favored as well. I was like, "This is going to be yeah. bad." And then you saw the first round. Is this like this might be even a ten-seven round? This one. That's I scored ten-seven. I actually did. Yeah, I mean that. That's how bad it was, and uh, everybody was going crazy about Chimaev. But I ex I expected Chimaev to win. So, but, but the way he won was very impressive. You know. Yeah. So. Um, and and he did well in the in the fights against Rismaki and against Gerard Merchard, obviously. So uh, yeah. I agree with you, man. I have him also as breakthrough fighter of the year. And I think you know this is a great pick too. Kevin picked Rebus. I think that's a really good pick too. I mean, I think she could be a star in the sports. I really like her. What do you think? I love her, man. Everybody knows we know it's because I love her. her. I'm pretty sure like every her. male MMA fan has a crush on her, right? Like I, I mean, the first time when I. Uh, I, she was uh, what was her debut against Whitmire, right? And uh, I, I saw her at, uh, at the weigh-ins where, where she shoved Whitmire and back and forth. And that was already kind of funny to me. She was laughing very hard about it. And then I saw an interview with Nick Baldwin, I think, with her. And after that interview, I was sold. I didn't even... I saw some fights of her in, in Brazilian scene, but I haven't seen a debut in the UFC yet, but I was already sold. She has such a good personality, you know, and uh, her fighting style is great, great as well. So she, I agree with Kevin, man. Everybody, she got everything to be a star in the UFC. Let get Daniel's comment quickly. He says Strickland, Allen, maybe shows that maybe because these guys aren't getting developed correctly. Strickland's had some losses, but top opposition, Wonderboy Neil. Yeah, can't rush these guys. Um, Let's go to the next one here. Best fighter outside the UFC. I picked Pitbull. And listen, I understand he only fought once. It wasn't his fault. He was supposed to fight twice. Uh, the fight in March got canceled on fight day, I believe, uh, the day after the wins. And he got rescheduled. He knocked Carvalho out. I, I just believe, in my opinion, he is the number one fighter outside the UFC right now. And even though he only fought once, he's still at the top of my list. I wouldn't I wouldn't knock him down the list just because it wasn't his fault, COVID-19. So who, who's your pick? I agree with you, but I go with somebody else. I go also Great. with a Bellator fighter going with AJ McKee. I, yeah, I thought about him too. He's one of the two for me. He's incredible, yeah. man. He's amazing. I, let's, I really hope I have nothing against uh, uh, against uh, what's it, uh, Emmanuel Sanchez or whatever or whatever. I have nothing against him, but I really hope we see AJ McKee against Patricia Pitbull because that that is the fight for Bellator to make, man. Yeah. In that division, that's that's like the the current best one against the new breed, top level guy. And we, I think everybody wants to see that fight. Nothing against Sanchez. I hope he does well, but that's the fight we want to see, I think. Yeah, and for me, it was both those guys were right at the top of the list. All right, let's go to some, like, low lights. Let's do some, like, stuff that's not as good. What about this one, Marcel? The biggest disappointment of the year. Mine was Conor McGregor. I'll tell you why. There's two reasons. Number one, he fought once. He fought for 40 seconds. And I get it, COVID-19, all that stuff. He could have fought again. He could have fought again. He didn't want to fight again without fans. And now they're realizing they need to bring him back in. He's going to fight next month. He only fought once for 40 seconds against Cerrone. He promised three fights. He said, I'm going to have a season. I'm going to fight Nate Diaz. I'm going to fight Masvidal. I'm going to fight Khabib or whoever. He ends up fighting one time. Not only that, but he got in serious issues outside the cage, punching the guy in the bar, the old man. Uh, we all remember that. That was this year. So there was a lot going on outside the cage with him. I love Connor. Don't get me wrong. He's an amazing fighter. But I think it was a disappointing year for him because he's the biggest star in the sport. And for him to only fight for 40 seconds and to get on these other issues outside the cage, 
to me, he's at the top of the list of disappointments. Who's yours? The do it challenge, Diego Sanchez. I mean, that was also disappointed for me that that he that he really wanted to fight Diego Sanchez. Oh, that but, was terrible, uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and then some even some journalists on Twitter are like, yeah, that's actually a pretty decent fight. I was like, are you crazy? But um, yeah, I didn't really uh, pay too much attention. The biggest disappointment for me this year was referee Chris Tononi. Um Man, you don't know how many times I've been annoyed by him, by his calls. He had many bad, bad calls in the UFC. Uh, the worst one, probably oh, Mike. Yeah, and Trevor Jones, right? What? Sorry? Did you say Tamir Valley of Trevor Jones? Was that, was that the one that, you were saying? That was awful, but the worst one is Mike Rodriguez against Atherman. That's by far the worst one. You, you, he he stole the win from Mike Rodriguez in that fight. You know, Timo Valeev against Trevin Jones was a worse one. I even can call Dwight Grant against um, what's that, Mike Rodriguez? Then Dwight Grant oh, against yeah. uh, Daniel. Uh, yes, Rodriguez. yes, yes. Um, oh Michelle yes, per that was crazy too. Yeah, Michelle Pereira against. Yeah. He didn't tap. He he would have lost for for sure, but he didn't tap. I mean, that there is something like. You can make a mistake, but you can't make like a Brazilian mistakes in like three months. You know that's just awful, and um, yeah, I mean, just just sucks, you know. And yeah. um, uh, uh, honorable mention: the couple DC and Joe Rogan commentating on a pay per view. Actually, we talked about uh, you saw the podcast. Me and Tom were talking yeah. about it. Just like they're getting paid really well to do their jobs. Can they at least do at least pretend that they did their research? At least you know, at least pretend. Like, don't just mm -hmm. go. Because you're a paying fan, I don't think you want to just watch like a Joe Rogan Experience podcast. You're trying to get some knowledge, right? So. I always get in discussions with people over here in the Netherlands. I like what you're talking about. Joe Rogan is the best ever. Listen, according to the Dutch commentary, Joe Rogan is the best ever. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I always been a big Joe Rogan fan. When I started uh, watching the UFC and when he was commentating with Mike Goldberg, I enjoyed that, you know, and he had some technical breakdowns about uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because yes. he knows about that, you know. But listen, the combination with DC is just awful. You I know, agree. it's just I, I can't listen to it. And I'm not uh, uh, somebody who doesn't have fun in his life or whatever, you know, <laughs> but uh I just can't listen to it, man. Give me, give me. John Anik is the absolute biggest professional on that booth all the time. He's the best by far. You know, I, I love the the I love the Felder uh, Fitzgerald combination. It's love great. It too. Love them, uh, guys. Great chemistry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Bis Bisping is good as well. He's great too. Yeah, he's great. I yeah. like Bisping too. Yeah. Uh, for example, and even listen, I know many people don't like Dominic Cruz, but his breakdowns are normally good, despite when he said, uh, what, what did he say? Corner is uh, trying to, you remember what the Khabib Yeah, fight some of it, I don't know, to, man. I'm not, I'm not yeah. too high in Cruz. I got to be honest, yeah. bro. <laughs> I mean, but I don't mind him. But for me, what I always liked the most in the color commentator was Frank Mir. And uh, I mean, I loved him in the WEC. I loved yeah. him in ACA. So he is really good, man. And if I was the UFC, I know he has connections with Bellator. But if you want a really good color commentator, and I don't want to, uh, what do you say that? Say uh, the other, like a Felder is great as well. I think Felder should have got the the, the award this year. But um, have, man, yeah, I, man so. I mean, Frank Mir is so good, man. I, I, he's a, he's a very uh, pleasant voice to listen to, and uh, a very 
technical and good breakdown for for viewers as well. So I, I uh, agree, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, my guy would have been Brian Stan. I was so high on him. I used to love Brian Stan, and That's he's not doing it anymore. He's doing, but he was great at technical breakdowns. Also, I you know, and, and I understand he's a kind of guy who's kind of gone off the board now. But I I used to love Eddie Bravo back in the day when he would give his scorecard. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't have scorecards anymore. That's it's kind of weird because boxing every card they have like three or four people scoring the fight. They don't have one in the UFC block. They should have a score. You know, Adam, what about uh, Tito Ortiz when he uh, interviewed Seraldo Sor Babalu? Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, that's bringing me way back in the day. Yeah, Tito yeah. was my that's god. affliction, right? Yeah, I think it, but yeah, Babalu's yeah. brawl and in affliction. Yeah. yeah, uh, Kevin Scott said disappointment for him was to be Tony being killed last time. And yeah. he just asked him, Was it the year Dan took a point for MVP? I don't think it was the last year, wasn't it? When he fought, uh, who did he fight where he took the point away? It wasn't the Ross Houston fight, was it? No. I, I can't recall. I'll put it up right now, guys. I think it was last year, though, Kevin. It's so hard to remember, man. This year kind of like kind of flowed into last year, and the fight was uh, uh, was it the Shinzo Anzai fight last year? Was that the one or Richard Kiley? Maybe one of those fights. It was last year. I don't think it was this year. By the way, what did you think about um, uh, what was that Herzog who took a point away from uh, or was it Goddard against uh, Moreno against Figueredo? I really liked that. It's a Herzog, and I'm okay with that point. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. It sucks that it led to a draw. I mean, I don't like draws because I'll tell you why. No one gets paid the win bonus, so the UFC just keeps that money. Like, yeah, I'd rather yeah, see one sucks. guy get the money than no one, right? That sucks, yeah. Also, Kevin says he likes Pat Noltish. I like Pat too, but I mean, listen, he's, he's a pretty controversial guy in some of his comments, man. That's, there's no doubt about it. I want to really uh, just get this really fast, Marcel. Yeah. You talk about great commentators, and, and you mentioned Frank Mir, and yeah. I agree. And I also think that Stefan Bonner was really good too. And I'm going to pull up this clip right here. Is it showing? Now pull up this one, Marcel. Listen to this call, guys. It's a great call. I hear no sound. See, I just love that. And Bonner was so excited and stuff. I just love I, that. I heard no sound, man. Oh, you didn't hear it. Sorry, guys. No. I, I apologize. It must have just played on my thing. Sorry, guys. My bad. I won't do that again. I didn't know. If, I actually wasn't sure if sound would work. But anyways, um, really fast. I want to get to a few other things. We only have 10 minutes left. Um, worst moment of the year for me was actually Jason Herzog. You brought him up. The fight with Glover to share and Anthony Smith. That was one of the worst stoppages, the latest stoppages. And it's not just the rest fault. The corner, too, I think, should have thrown the towel in. So um, what's your pick for the worst moment of the year? Was it the, or is it the Mike Rodriguez fight with Ed Herman? I would say that one. That really cost somebody a win, and yeah. that would have been. Uh, listen, man, Mike Rodriguez is not is not a guy who is like stacking out wins, but he he, he did well, you know. And uh, that can that can be a tiebreaker for getting a new contract or not getting a new contract, you know. And thank God he got a new fight with the UFC, you know. So uh, I, I I don't know. I can't recall who he's fighting next, but uh, he got a fight lined up uh, in the next year. So. Uh, I'm happy. And, and they should, honestly, man, the commission should at least put that fight in the no contest. No disrespect to Ed Herman, but... I agree. Yeah. All right, so let's just get to a little bit of news really fast. I have 10 minutes left, you, Marcel. Um, we had a lot to talk about today. And we'll yeah. go to your page for a few minutes, but again, we can't talk about the fights for too long here. Um, just want to mention quickly, Kamzat, Chamayev, and Leon Edwards has been removed from file, and the main event now is reportedly going to be um, Kiesa and Magni, so... It is what it is. They want to keep that fight together. So Leon Edwards, again, getting pushed back again, which is nuts. Um, Dana White talked a little bit about Khabib and, and Connor as well. And uh, he basically said that they want that fight. And the last thing I want to mention, they're raising the price of the pay-per-view to 
$69.99 American up $5, which is, uh, I don't know about that. I mean, during a pandemic, you're going to raise the price. I don't know. Any thoughts on those little pieces of news there? Yeah, I don't like for you guys that you have to pay more for pay-per-view now. I'm happy we can see it here for free. But uh, that, that, that sucks, man. I mean, uh, also during a pandemic to raise the price. Kind I don't of agree with that. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Were you going to say something about Edwards? Did you want to say something? No, not really, man. I mean, uh, it sucks that he's off the card, but uh, yeah, the UFC wants to keep that fight together. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if you want to be a main event, make sure you be a co-main event behind Chimaev against Edwards, so you might be the main event. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree. All right, so let's go to your page, Marcel. We'll talk about some fights, but we only have five minutes left, guys, so we can't go in-depth on them, unfortunately. Uh, maybe a couple of them I'll get Marcel to go in-depth, but we'll go through his page. Mr. Marcel Dorfin, what's his big Marcel 24? One of the best Instagrams. I don't really use Instagram, I'll be completely honest with you, but you're like the only page I use. I'll be completely honest, man. I'm not some guy who's like thirsty on it all the time. Like, I, I have too much other stuff to do, unfortunately. All right, this fight's really good. Uh, but Jerry versus Adeshev, man, great fight, dude. Uh, but this is like, I'm, I feel bad for this guy. Like, he just got knocked out by Tyson Nam. Now he fights a technician. This is not going to end well for this guy, is it? No, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just gonna probably get finished. Um, Trezano and Alves. I didn't even know these guys were. I didn't know he was in the UFC anymore. Trezano, actually, I wasn't even sure. I know Alves was on Contender Series, right? Am I yeah, yeah, yeah. Year. So I don't know. I mean, I have to look into it. But uh, Trezano was a guy that I think was a little bit disappointed. I, I think he went out to a fighter, didn't he beat Pena or something? Yeah, he beat, beat Pena in the second yeah. UFC fight. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's got some promise, but again, I haven't really heard much from him lately. This fight we got to talk about for a minute here. Yawn and Izzy. It's official. March 6th, UFC 259. That card also has Nunez and Anderson. Maybe uh, the original plan was, I think, Stipe and Francis, but I don't think they're going to do those three title fights. That'll probably happen in April now, if I had to guess. What do you think of this fight, man? I mean, like, I like the matchup, but I just don't understand how they're holding up two divisions for a fight that I don't really know if I consider it a true super fight. And I know they will have belts. What fan was asking for this fight before Dana White talked about it? I mean, fun fight, but uh, should have been Yan against Clover. You know, hundred percent. Uh, the guy got screwed so hard. Yeah, I, I, I really don't like it because I listen, man. I know they are really into that super fight kind of thing, and Scott Coker is as well in Bellator, and I'm really not. I'm right. Like, I really appreciate a champion who uh, cleans out his division, uh, makes a legacy over there, and if you clean out your division. You can go for a, for a title yeah. fight uh, in another division when there are no legit number one contenders at that time. And there is a legit number one contender who is aging right now, you know? So you got to give that guy his shot. Israel yeah. could have waited for another for a shot against Yan. So and let's be honest, man. If Israel wins this fight, they're going to do Israel against John Jones probably. Yeah. So then Glover can wait even more. They're setting it up for that, obviously. They want that super fight, but I, I thought Glover should have got it. He has five straight wins. He's 40 years yeah. old. Give the old man the title shot, like you said. And uh, here's a good question. Kevin says, with 185 tied up for the foreseeable future, how would you match up the other guys? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say, but I would assume that if Whitaker's in that mix, Victoria's going to be in that mix. Uh, there's a few other guys I'm probably forgetting here. I, I think Costa's got to win his way back to that mix after that bad performance, but there's a few other guys. i got to get this comment, too. Hey, Jordan, what's going on, man? He says, Jordan... Stanters, what do you think this guy Mayweather wanting to fight Logan Paul? Do you have a chance against Logan? <laughs> Good comment. Actually, his brother Jake was Jake was the one talking to TMZ today. He's like, "This fight's a joke." I, he's like, "It's my own brother," and I think it's a joke. So, 
I thought that was pretty funny. And obviously, that was just a troll comment, Marcel. I'm pretty sure it was directed at you because we all know that you, you're a huge Jake Paul fan, Marcel. We all know that. Again, Absolutely, man. I have even three posters in the back. <laughs> yeah, look. Do you really? You see? You, you see? I can see them all in the back wall. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just quickly on this fight, I kind of surprised by the matchmaking here. Shane buys against uh, Kay Hansen. I The matchmaking with Hansen is just very they did strange. the same like with the McKenna fight. I mean, why? I don't get you it. Why they, why, they, why are they doing this to her? I don't get yeah, it. Like she's so she could lose this fight. This is a tough fight, actually. Yeah. Hanson probably will be favored because Bice has no fights, but Bice is a good prospect too. Her uh, husband, JP Bice, is a good prospect. I'm very, very bizarre matchmaking. That's what I'll say about this one. I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if that fight ended up falling off, anyways, for some reason. Genu Frey, Gloria DePaula, another you know fighter who's kind of struggled in Genu Frey a little bit in the UFC, and DePaula looked really good in Contender Series, so that's a good fight. I want to get your thoughts on this one because I know you like these guys. I love both these guys. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, man, I really like both guys as well. I'm really high on Ankalaev already when he was at the WFCA champion over there. So um, I know he has one loss in the UFC, which will always follow him against Craig. And the fight he was was probably going to win 30-24. I mean, tap out with one second left, bro. Come on, you can't do that. Like, it was was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. But so, he's good. Yeah. He's really good. He's actually quite good. And you know what? That loss, that could have ruined his career and just destroyed his confidence. He's bounced yeah. back. He's looked even better. Again, we got we got like one minute left to go through the rest of these. They'll be quick. Kevin Hall and Derek Brunson. I really like this fight. Good matchmaking. Um, Holland deserves a top 10 guy. Any thoughts on this? Because I think Brunson is actually really over, underrated, actually. People yeah, I agree. Yeah, they don't appreciate how good he is. But Brunson, Cisco haircut is underrated as well. <laughs> I yeah. love this picture you got of him, man. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. What else we got here? Dalka. No, the uh, oh, okay versus Isa Fiku. I can't even pronounce his name. But, <laughs> I'm really uh, sorry. I tried. Fida Fiku. Actually, Fida Kefu. I'm trying. It's tough. Isi Fida Kefu. Um, this is his debut, right, in the UFC. So yeah, uh, I've heard some good things about this guy. And then Dalka obviously had his fight fall through. So apologies for uh, mispronouncing the last name. It's not an easy one. This <laughs> both these guys. I'm gonna. I can't wait to hear John Anik and. Uh, and Felder call this fight. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. I'll just use their first names. Mike Davis, Mason Jones. I like this Mason Jones guy, man. And I like Mike Davis, too. This is an interesting yeah, fight. Kisteris and Kroom. It's a good fight. Mr. Uh, I love this picture you got of Kevin Kroom. He looks so <laughs> fucking high out of his mind in this one. And he just got caught from marijuana. So I have no problem with that, by the way. Yeah, so someone that made that uh, with a picture with Brad Pitt, you know? Uh, <laughs> like... Uh, you know that 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 Brad Pitt picture, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. when he's sitting like this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's a, or it's a DiCaprio, who is it? Thelman or it's DiCaprio? Yeah, there's also. Yeah, sorry, one for, my my bad. There's one for Thelman Louise where I think he's sitting on the couch too. Yeah. Um, got this fight rebooked, and then Cape. There's a bunch of other ones, but we don't really have time. Uh, by to the way, Fioro was really good, man. I really like that she got signed. But yeah, you like her, so that, that's good. That's another good signing there. Yeah. Last comment here from from one of my guys here, Mr. Uh, Gabe Killian, the Al Capone. What's up, Kelly? Gabe? Dude, Gabe's a great guy. I used to love that uh, picture he had on the shirt all those years ago. Marcel, that's it for today's podcast. We don't have any time left, man. Maybe we could talk about it for another hour, but maybe I'll get you on next week, Marcel. You tell me, Marcel. Like You guys tell me, too. You want Marcel on? Tell me, and I'll, and I'll, I'll message him. Marcel, plug your stuff, man, and uh, you know, the floor is yours. First of all, thanks for having me again, man. Always a pleasure. And uh, everybody, Happy New Year. Best wishes for 2021. Um, you can find me, Big Marcel24, Instagram and Twitter, and my work, MMADNA.nl, and uh, also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. 
Awesome, man. And uh, like I said, I want to get you on like way more often in 2020. Uh, you know, Thursdays are, are very open for me. So Marcel, he here's the thing about Marcel. He doesn't work full-time MMA. Obviously, he wants to. He has a full-time job. So that's obviously his priority with his full-time job. But Marcel, you you know that we we love you here, man. You're you're always invited to be a guest on my podcast. So appreciate you Thanks, coming man. on, man. Happy New Year's to you. Happy New Year's to everyone who joined us today, who joined us all year. Uh, I really appreciate it, guys. Seriously. So uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Adam Martin. Have an amazing night, guys. I know that people are going to have some parties tonight. Uh, just do it safely wherever you are in the world. Do it safely and hopefully get through the last night of 2020 and uh, 2020s a much 2021 is a much better year. Have a great, great uh, evening, guys. And Marcel, once again. Thanks for joining me. Bye.